Hello everybody, welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Burke. Today I'm joined by two very inspirational and beautifully turned out colourful ladies, Florence Lemaire and Solveig Ellefsen. Welcome to you both. Thank you. I first met you at Luxembourg Fashion Week and I thought, first of all, striking colours. And then when I started talking to you both, I learned very deep stories. And that's what I want to dig in today because I find it very inspirational. So, Florence, I'd like to talk to you first of all. And just jumping back to conversations we've shared in the past, you used to be an executive PA and you very much loved that role. So what happened for you to alter your career entirely? From Belgium, I moved to Luxembourg. And then during 27 years, I was an executive secretary. And then I lost my job when I turned 50. And with the age of 50, you are too experimented. You are too expensive. And you are too old. So I didn't want to uh, send my CVs again. And I decided to do something that I wanted to do uh, already a, a long time ago and to be an image consultant. But it was quite difficult because when you are 50, you think, oh, I'm maybe too old to start something from scratch. But just thinking about that time when you were made redundant, how did you feel? Bad. <laughs> and I only ask that because, again, privately, you told me the circumstances behind it. And, yes. and from what I hear, you were just asking for 90% of the working time just to give you a little bit of potentially free time. Yeah. Actually, I started in that company with a 50 time work. And then uh, the guy asked me for 80 and then for 90. And finally, for well, a full week. So in uh, fact, work. the precedent was already there from the beginning. So you were just asking for something that you had already done. Yes. Right. And I just wanted to keep a couple of hours for, for me. But uh, yes, that person didn't like me to, uh, to take time for me. Well, I'm sorry that you went through that experience, but as we've chatted in our conversations pre this interview, sometimes through bad experiences, good things can come out of it. But how did you gain confidence to start your own career in image consulting? Well, actually, my family has always worked in the textile industry and my grand-grandfather founded the enterprise in 1896 in Belgium. When I was a little girl, I went with my father to the, the industry and I was really surrounded by colors and uh, very nice materials. And since then, I felt in love with, uh, with colors. And for me, colors are really part of my life. I couldn't live without colours. Now we're going to come back to that, but turning to you, Solveig, tell us a little bit about your background and your experience through your 40s. When I was 40 years old, I got my son, so it was a big change of life. I was before that a very career-oriented lady because I loved working. I've done many different kinds of jobs the past uh, years before I was 40. And then I moved to Luxembourg from Paris, so I was a bit disorientated at the very beginning, but it took me only a week to find a job as an executive assistant, same as Florence, in a lawyer company here in Luxembourg. And um, speaking many different languages helped me a lot to find very quickly a position, but then I had to cope with uh, being a new mother, having a newborn, the dog, the traveling, commuting... It was a <laughs> not an easy period of time, but um, I made it. And through that time, I know there was a period where you experienced what you describe as a burnout. It was a few years later, after trying to cope a few years. So six years later, when I was 46, I got a serious burnout. 
Um, How do you recognize that? What is it that happens physically or mentally? Um, okay, I just had my first one when I was 25 in Paris. I used to work a lot, to travel a lot around the globe because I was an events manager. So I recognized the first signs and I knew what was going to happen because I learned from experience. So even if it's 21 years later, I recognized all the signs and I decided to stop everything and take time also for me. So I had to change my whole life again, as I did when I was 25. And I knew I could make it because I've been through this once. I could make it. Of course, when you're getting older, it takes more time to recover. So I did exactly the same things I did at that time. No medication, only willingness and will to survive. And well, restart everything from scratch. Could you just talk us through what you did for anybody listening? Because I know burnout actually is something that is spoken about in Luxembourg. There are some careers here which push people very hard. There are long hours. People don't feel like they have enough time for themselves, which in fact was exactly what you were asking for, Florence. So just tell us how you managed to, to pull yourself out of that at the age of 46. For me, a burnout is something that is burning you inside and uh, destroying everything outside. So you have to restart everything with uh, building solid foundation inside of yourself to be able to rebuild everything outside of you. This is the way I see it. Being in a burnout is for me like being in a flat where there is no electricity, no gas, not even candles. You're in the darkness. You don't know where, where the exit door is, like in a labyrinth. So you have to find a kind of red thread to go out of it. And thankfully, I had deep intuitions and I knew my intuitions told me to go back to sport, intensive sport, 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 sport. And what sport. type? What type of sport? Um, walking a lot, swimming a lot because I'm a swimmer, doing exercises 20 minutes in the morning, breathing, you know, all this kind of sport. Not in a room, not in a, in a fitness area, but more for me with myself. So then I learned through sport to reconnect with me. And then I changed my sleeping hours for more sleep, of course, better sleep hours, no phone, no IT connections before sleeping. So I developed myself my own uh, sleeping therapy, I would say. And then I switched also to better, healthier way of eating, which gave me more energy. So for me now, my life is based on these three pillars, sport, healthy eating and good hours of sleep. It shines through in your face. I saw you on the catwalk at Luxembourg Fashion Week and you really are an exemplary woman. One of the reasons I wanted you both here is to show other women what can be done and how careers can change. Because there are many stages for women when we have a child, that's when our confidence can dip. There are periods in our lives where for anybody, man or woman, when we lose a job, we can lose our confidence. And so I wanted you to inspire our listeners how to start again. So Florence, talking to you again, tell us about what you've set up. Well, actually, I must tell you that uh, after I learned that I was uh, made redundant, I had two weeks uh, without without sleep because I didn't know what I would do of my life. And then I met someone I never met before and we started to speak about her life, my life. And then she said, but why don't you do what your passion is? Taking care of people, taking care of the external side of people. And I said, um, well, maybe, but uh, I don't want to start from scratch again. 
And finally, I didn't have the choice because as I didn't want to send my CVs uh, again, so I just decided to launch a new career. I took a training. After I became an image consultant, I'm very happy. And I think that if I have to give a message, so just do what you want to do because life is short. Of course, you need to have financial uh, insurance. I'm married. I've got a husband. So it's maybe easier for me. If you are alone, it might be more difficult, but really just there, there to be who you are, what you want to be. Well, now I'm looking at you both. You're both beautiful ladies in your 50s. I also have two daughters. They're young. One is a teenager. One is almost a teenager. I was listening to many podcasts myself recently about the pressures of social media. And so I also love having you both here because I think you're exceptional role models for women. And I feel we should be changing the nature of the conversation about what makes somebody a beautiful person, because I think for some of the young people today, not all, and hopefully they see that it's just a a facade in some ways, but that social media hook can be very damaging to one's self-esteem. So have you any advice for young people coming up? And I suppose I'm pushing this more towards the female side because I can see the pressures that have always been on us women, actually, throughout history, in fact, to look a certain way and that certain way changes throughout history. But for women as we age, do you think women are also becoming more visible? So there's a number of questions within this long-winded statement I'm making, but I'm just, I'm viewing the role of a girl through teens, through early womanhood and into our later years, if we're lucky enough to live them. How do you feel the role of what a woman looks like is changing or how we're valued? Well, actually, we live in a society where visual impact is very important. And with all the publicities we see and advertising, so every woman must be uh, slim, must be beautiful, must be blonde, have long hair. Well, But if you shine inside, you will shine outside as well. First of all, what is beautiful? Someone can be beautiful for another person or not. It all depends. But if you shine from inside, as Solveig said, you will shine outside as well. And Solveig, I think you've actually written a book on this. In fact, so tell us about your book. Actually, my book is a kind of toolkit with uh, 365 different tips and hints in different areas. This is my story, the way I cope with the burnout and how I survived and what was my kind of spiritual quest of true and long-lasting happiness. So it's, it's about a journey, how to rebuild yourself from inside, outside with healthy, life-changing tools. Because as I said, I changed my full life when I was 46. Being now 55, it was perhaps a blessing at that time. I didn't see like this at the time, of course. But I learned the lessons and today I can say it was really a blessing because I'm not the same person I used to be at that time. What I wanted to advise to the young generation is maybe to learn how to attune to their inner compass, which I call the inner sun path, because this is the title of my book, The Inner Sun Path to Happiness, to find really their true and long-lasting happiness and not depend on the social media, on what people think about us, on what the education, the school, the family, the government, whatever. We're all different. We're all meant to have a purpose and to have a mission to accomplish for me in our lives. So they should learn to follow only their intuitions and their inner guidance. This is for me key. When you learn to attune to your inner compass or when you find your inner sun path, you really shine from inside. And this is not very difficult to be beautiful outside. 
And talking back to the Luxembourg Fashion Week, where we both met with Florence also a few weeks ago, this is exactly what I wanted to show to the young generation, that it's so important, not only to take care about your physical body and appearance and everything, but also to take care about yourself spiritually, emotionally, hurtfully, so that you are aligned in the external world the way you are aligned inside of you. Do you think the fashion world is keeping pace with what women want? The people who can afford to buy more clothing are the older women, not the young ones so much. And I think there's lots of different movements going on in fashion. We've got the view to sustainable fashion, to trying to recycle, to upcycle clothing. But also, hopefully, across the world, people are living longer lives and hopefully, as much as is possible within our sphere of life, a healthier lifestyle. And it seems to me that fashion is moving a little bit more slowly than women need or want. I'm seeing you both at the forefront of the fashion field and uh, Solveig, you were the only older woman there on the catwalk. How do the other models respond to you, in fact? As we spent some hours together being prepared for the Fashion Week, uh, I discussed with many of them, both girls and boys, they were about their 20s. A few of them understood why I did it mostly women. <laughs> the boys were in a different area, living in a different um, city for me. <laughs> so um, three of them uh, wanted to learn more about my book and what was my purpose behind uh, being there and being present. I love the conversation. And did you also get any feedback from the audience members? Did they talk to you before or afterwards? Did they even notice that you were an older woman, in fact, because you look so youthful? I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. But probably they were more interested in having conversation with the designers, which was more the purpose of the evening. I heard many different people um, around me, my friends, family and so on, showing the pictures. Uh, yeah, I had some compliments, but I didn't do it for this. I wanted just to show the way and show the example to the young generation and also maybe older women. Well, do you think, Florence, that there should be more older women, women of different shapes, different sizes? I'm seeing a small movement towards it, but what are your views and how can we make that happen? Yes, of course, because uh, actually fashion is a very glamorous world. It's not a reality. And uh, as an image consultant, I'm not I'm not really following fashion because everybody, every woman is different. Uh, you are speaking about body shapes. You are we are speaking about colors as well. I mean, if now someone, a designer decides that neon uh, yellow would be the color of uh, next spring, who can wear neon color? I mean, it's very well, it doesn't fit a lot of women. So you need to wear clothes, colors and shapes that fit you of course. And Does uh, that change with age? I've been told that as we grow older, time only moves in one direction as far as I know, our skin colour can change, our complexions and obviously hair colour can change too. So how do you advise somebody on that front? Well, that's true. Of course, it makes me think of a training that I gave to a student, candidates who want to find a job. It was a group and I had several people. Some of them were in the 50s and I had a young lady. She was 24. And I said that in the States there was a survey and ladies with makeup had more chance to be hired or to have a salary increase than a woman without any makeup. And she was so shocked. But of course, when you are 20, you don't need to put lots of makeup but when you are 40 50 of course your skin is not that that nice anymore or you've got you know riddles and so on so yes it's just to make you feel better of course if i i put some makeup not a lot but 
a bit every morning, but I wouldn't dare to go out without any makeup because I wouldn't feel um, at ease myself. Actually, you're reminding me of another survey I've seen and uh, there were various reports in the news about high heels at work and uh, women um, choosing or not choosing to wear high heels and the impact it can have on others around them. Tell us, Solveig, when it comes to how you feel on the inside or how you present yourself on the outside, what the connection between those two worlds are and then moving a step further, how that unfolds to those around you. So for me, it's very important to start with myself first, to feel at ease, to be able to give and support other people. Unfortunately, most of the people start with others and forget about themselves. I do the exact opposite because I became in the meantime a sort of energy practitioner to support people. So I start with myself first. Everything that gives me, that is an energy giver and not an energy... Um, zapper. Zapper, exactly. <laughs> So once I feel comfortable, I can even give more to people or support them because energy is contagious. Positive energy, positive vibration, good vibes. It's like an illness, but it's in a positive way. It's like a virus in a positive way. It's contagious. So, for example, in the morning, I always expect something magical to happen. And if I don't say that to myself every morning, then you can be sure my day will be completely different. When I say, yes, what's going to happen today? And then you, you can be sure I see a rainbow somewhere or I meet a nice person. And also for me, it's very important to smile to people because you never know what this could be a tiny gift in their day. So smiling to a person makes a big difference. Vibrations and energy do not have any limits, any frontiers. So you can even send energy at a 10,000 kilometers away. If you're using, for example, Reiki or other supports, it works. And you combine the energy uh, in the universe, in life, on Earth, um, to make it happen. So it's valid in a negative way, but it's also valid uh, in a positive way. So for somebody who isn't able to climb out of the, the little hole or the pit they find themselves in, how could they just take that first step to thinking more positively for themselves? Maybe recognize that they're in a bad situation. This is for me the first step, because if you don't recognize and acknowledge the fact that you're not feeling well, then you cannot move forward. You're being stuck. Maybe request some support or some help, because if they don't know where to start, which labyrinth door to open, you need sometimes external support. Unless you have these big strengths in you and the intuitions, but that's not so easy for everyone. So request some support, no matter which kind of support. For me, medication is not necessarily the best way, but if you change many things in your life, it could lead you to better energy. I would say also maybe you have to clean the energy in which you are currently if you want to move forward. So it's like doing some feng shui, like uh, going to the recycling center, having a bath with salt, going swimming to get rid of all these, um, you know, the energy that is stuck in you somewhere. If you get rid of that, you regain some positive energy and vibrations after a while. It takes time, it takes will and willingness. But if you want to commit to change your life, I'm sure it's already half the way done. Now, Florence, for your work, have you had anybody say to you that your work is not important or have you had the reverse? Have you had people say it's transformed how I feel? So some people might think that what one throws on in the morning doesn't matter. Tell us why it matters and why colours matter. 
Yes, it does. I always say, say to my friends, if you see me once uh, all in black, you can make sure that uh, something is going wrong in my life. Actually, lots of uh, women tell me that they are wearing colors during summer and spring because the sun is shining. But actually, you should wear colors more in wintertime because in winter, it's dark, it's gray, it's raining. Everybody is uh, dressed in, in black or gray. Colors are waves. So there are some um, energies or energy coming from uh, from colors. And just a little touch. Of course, you don't need to be dressed like a Christmas tree, but some, uh, <laughs> some colorful touches. It could be a handbag. It could be earrings, necklace, or even maybe a, a top. No, it's, it's, it's very important. And it's more important to wear colors in winter than in, uh, in summer. That's really, really interesting because uh, I literally just recently put my, what I would think of as my spring or summer clothing away to get my winter wardrobe. And you're right, there isn't so much color there because that's what they sell to us in a way. So I'll, I'll try to keep that in mind uh, when I'm, I'm next getting dressed. For those who don't have as much confidence or they feel like they don't have as much confidence as you both, how could you encourage them to take those steps to become what you both have become? Speaking to other people is very important because if I hadn't spoken with that, that lady uh, when I lost my job, I think that maybe I, I wouldn't be here today. People like to help other people. I think it's uh, also maybe very feminine, but we speak more than men. We need to see our friends. We need to speak. We need to, to share our experiences and what's wrong, what's uh, nice in life. But they shouldn't keep that for themselves. And Solveig, for you, you talk about trying to find that thing inside you, that rough diamond inside you to live your best life. How does one go about finding that inner side of themselves? I would say, unfortunately, for most of the people, you just know what's inside of you through a very negative event, be it a divorce, a death, an illness, whatever. So when you're in this very bad situation, you have to cope with it and to get rid of it because you have to move forward in your life. It's like being stuck in a kind of wheel. You have to get rid of that wheel and be able and be courageous to start another wheel. So it takes time, it takes energy. But I would like to convey this following message. Life is beautiful, it's magical, no matter what. And I had some very bad negative events in my life too, so I can speak from experience. The wheel is always turning. And after a dark tunnel, there is always light at the end of it. You have just to find the courage to continue with patience, perseverance, persistence to go through the tunnel to see the light again. You uh -huh. have to be convinced inside of you of that because otherwise you stay stuck. It's always the first step, which is the worst one to do. But then then the wheel starts moving, moving, moving forwards and, and, and the tunnel is nearly at the end. That's a beautiful metaphor. Florence, any words of wisdom from you to end our conversation today? I cannot agree more than uh, with what Selvog said, because it's, it's really important. We say in French, après la pluie, le beau temps. So after a bad period, you always will find the sunshine. Thank you both so much for your time this morning and for bringing lots of colour to me this morning on this damp, dark day. Mm -hmm.